Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay, it's pulled into YouTube now. Cool. I can see me doing this. That's fine. There's five people waiting. I know, yeah. Can't wait to get in. Let me in. You won't be able to see the chat, so I'll have to read them out, or if you'll have to get the chat up somewhere I've else. I've got it up on my phone just in case. Nice one. But yeah, it should be all right. Cool. Right then. Uh everyone ready? Let's rock. Let's mm-hmm. go. Okay. Three. Two, one, go. Hello and welcome to the Mirror Gaming Walkthrough. We've got a cracking show for you today. Actually, it's been a bit of a quiet one, actually, in the world of gaming. No, it hasn't. Uh, We've got some amazing news this week to discuss. First on our agenda is the huge Xbox leak, which is probably the biggest leak we've ever seen from the gaming industry. There's just so much to talk about, so stick with us. We're going to be talking about that. We've got some perfect people on the show to talk about that as well, so stay tuned for that. Also, Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty review bargains have dropped, so we'll be discussing that because I reviewed it for Mirror Gaming, so we'll be discussing that. And we've also got a hardware expert on to talk about the Lenovo Legion Go Steam Deck rival and Asus RG Ally rival. Um, and we got some hands-on time with it last week, so stay tuned for that. We're going to be discussing all that in today's show. Are you prepared to go public with your KD online? or No. Everyone thinks he or she is the best football expert on the planet. You see it in the back page of the mirror, you know, deal agreed. I think the most important thing is just to have fun. What? Three tens. No, what button is it? Well... Hello. We're ready to come for the W, yeah? Ooh, 12. Ooh, here we go. If you can master second man press, you will defend 10 times better. Today, I'm going to be reviewing the PSVR 2 headset. Hello and welcome to the Mirror Game Walkthrough Podcast. Uh, I'm Nathan Bliss. Joining me this week, uh, Aaron Potter, Xbox hater. Aaron, how you doing? I'm doing really well, all things considered. Fresh off of getting my butt kicked yesterday repeatedly during the Lies of P stream. Yes. It was a stressful time. <laughs> it was an entertaining time. Uh, yeah, thanks uh, for having me on. <laughs> I enjoyed it immensely, Aaron, I must say, that stream. Uh, congratulations. Uh, we've also got Jasmine on the show, our handheld expert. Jasmine, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Uh, good. It's good to be back. Um, yep. I've been all over 
the UK in the past couple of weeks. It's nice to be sat in my room, actually. And uh, yeah. just on that note, I want to add, it was really fun watching Aaron try to fight the same boss for two hours straight <laughs> and then not doing it in the end. Uh, that was really, really fun. I came close like twice, though. Like twice. You did. You did. Yeah. With yeah. me as your eyewitness, you did come very, very oh. close. <laughs> I'll report back when, when I do defeat the fire, King's Fire or whatever his name was. Yeah. I'd love to watch Aaron on an Elden Elden Ring stream, just like Margaret, just again and again, just hours, I, just trying. I to was thinking hand. that I was yeah. like, if Nathan was playing this because you beat Elden Ring, I wonder what you'd make of it, kind of thing. Yeah, like, well, it but... took me a while, uh, so yeah. uh, no, I'll be up for that though. Yeah. Let us know in the comments if you want to see an Elden Ring stream, and we'll get onto that. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> when the DLC is... comes out. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, well, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> Shadow of the Earth Tree. Can't wait for that. Uh, but yeah, thank you to everyone who's watching us on YouTube right now. Uh, this is the Mirror Game Walkthrough Podcast. Should we go on to our first topic? Uh, it's the small news of an Xbox leak. It's quite small. Um, it's possibly the biggest <laughs> uh, gaming leak we've ever seen uh, this week. Uh, during its case against the FTC, which set out to investigate the Microsoft Activision deal, it seems that Microsoft have accidentally handed over a link to sensitive documents to the court, and they were subsequently published online. Uh, first reported by The Verge, the leaks reveal Microsoft's future hardware plans up until 2030, which includes a mid-gen refresh of the Xbox Series X, the most powerful console in the world, a push to cloud gaming, and a redesigned controller. Um the leaks also revealed a series of unreleased Bethesda games that are in development. Um, the There's also um, Phil Spencer. There's internal emails discussing that Phil Spencer was keen on buying Nintendo, Valve, and Warner Brothers before buying ZeniMax, the parent company of Bethesda, saying it would be a career moment. Um, I think that's about it. There's so, so, so much in there. So much in there. Phil Spencer's uh, acknowledged the leaks. Um, head of Xbox has acknowledged the leak on X, saying, we've seen the conversation around all emails and documents. It is hard to see our team's work shared in this way because so much has changed and there's so much to be excited about right now and in the future. We will share the real plans when we are ready. Obviously, we're not going to put in put show any of the internal documents just, just in case. We don't want to get in trouble. Um, but quite literally I, I often ask this where do we start but i'm i'm serious like where do we actually start there is so much that's coming out what do we want to start with first i think we need to start with the mid-gen refresh of the xbox series x i feel like that's some of the biggest news to come out of those leaks yeah but i just want to before we even get started on that do you remember at gamescom which was literally like what two three weeks ago where phil spencer sat down with ign and was like oh by the way, we're not going to do a mid-gen refresh of the Xbox Series X and S because um, we think that the consoles haven't even reached their full potential yet. So we're not going to we're not going to be doing that. And then now these leaks, what are you talking about, Phil Spencer? It's just it's just so like it's so Phil Spencer, isn't it, to just be caught out like just making stuff up again? Just to and say one thing and then do the other thing. What? It's just oh. really. And then he's like. I like that when he defended himself on, on Twitter and he was like, oh, we'll share the real plans when we're ready, as if this was all, like, fake. Like, okay, so why did you submit all of this stuff to, to the FTC then, if it was all made up? What's yeah, I mean, it's obvious that he's embarrassed and he's sort of, sort of trying to cover cover what um, everything that's come out. Uh, for, mm-hmm. First off as well, um, massive props to, to Tom Warren at The Verge for, for reporting the story, if you're watching, Tom. Um, what what a story this is uh, to break. Congratulations. Um uh, let's talk about the Series X refresh then, uh, 2024, because 
just just to reference how big this league was, there was just an entire timeline of releases and the price of everything and just it was so comprehensive. So um, internally codenamed Brooklyn, the new console SKU will allegedly offer more internal storage and faster Wi-Fi, among other benefits. And there was a picture of the console as well. Um, so Phil Spence obviously told IGN during Gamescom there won't be any um, console refresh mm-hmm. um, for the Xbox Series X. Um, what what's your what what did you think when you first saw it? And that, that's an open question to both of you. I'll just chime in and say something like, it's expected, to be honest. He's going to say that there's not plans for a mid-generation refresh because he doesn't want people to stop buying mm-hmm. what few Xbox Series Xs they are managing to sell at the moment. Um, I'm Why being are you saying that like you don't have one? There. Do you not I mean, I, have one? I have one. Yeah, <laughs> I, I couldn't say that because I don't have one and I'm not going to go and ever buy an Xbox. No, there's that plenty of people. Wasn't... There's plenty of people yeah. buying one ahead of Starfield as well. The console. Yeah, console that's true. Sales, but then, didn't they? But this is the thing. Like, I was in the room when Xbox mm. announced the two, the one terabyte Xbox Series S, the black one, during mm-hmm. the LA, their LA um, Summer Games Fest event. So to say that no mid console refreshes are planned at all, I think it's kind of a bit silly because you've kind of already done that already. Like, there's I don't more know if an expan- expansion in storage counts as a it's as a, an it's update. A different color, it's got different storage, and when you look at these decks, it's saying it's co- it's calling double the storage as a feature of these machines. So I I'm don't not know saying... if having expanded storage really counts, though, because that's another thing that was listed here. It says that, that they will offer more internal storage, right? Yeah. I don't know if that counts. I get that, obviously, faster but Wi-Fi, they're... among <laughs> other benefits. Yeah, that's probably going to be more. But more internal storage is just like installing an SSD into your PlayStation. I don't know. Well, that that, that could start a whole other debate about the, the storage mm. issues and problems, the proprietary stuff to expand your Xbox storage. You know, they've had people over a barrel since the, the console came out. But... um. Yeah, I don't the, know. I, I, go on. Then. The biggest news for me, sorry, I, I don't think we mentioned it yet. Discless. Yeah, adorably all digital. <laughs> that was Isn't on there. That adorable? Oh, God. It's, it's adorable. It? That and, was sick, isn't it? Yeah. To be honest, I I'm don't not wanna... shocked by that because, as much as I like physical games, like because of the nature of the job, it's very rare that I buy physical games anyway. It's sad that physical games are going away. I think for games preservation, it's a, it's a real shame. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, is that most physical games these days don't come with the full game on the disc anyway. Um, so it's not uh, unexpected to see that. Yeah, yeah it's also more say... efficient. Sorry, just just to reel off, it's more efficient. Mm-hmm. It's got USB C. This is all obviously apparently according to to these leaks. More efficient um, how? Like have they said? Reduced no. PSU power by fifteen percent. New low power standby mode. Twenty percent. Twenty percent of current Xbox Series S X standby mode. Um, hundred percent recycled packaging as well. Wow, that's so important, isn't it? Yeah, but they say that as if like, guys, look at all the amazing work we're doing. Like, technology becomes cheaper and more efficient over time. So I'd mm. expect this. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I guess you've got to throw it in there because you're trying to impress investors or whoever these slides decks were initially intended for. Whether or not it was the FTC for the FTC's purposes solely, I can't imagine because this, like these things were designed and like, you know, there were graphics and everything. It can't just be for the FTC's purposes, I wouldn't have thought, but um, obviously they were presenting it as evidence. But yeah, um, I thought the most interesting thing in terms of the refreshes that are, that are coming is that um, the Series S refresh Elwood is coming like it was expected to come two or three months before the Xbox Series X refresh as opposed to releasing them together simultaneously and obviously 
what usually tends to happen with these mid console refreshes is that they tend to replace the current model and then phase out the old. So, um, you know, we're, we're barreling towards an all digital diskless console yeah. future, which I don't know how Argos curries and other good, all good retailers feel about that, but Hey, I just want to apologize, uh, to Jasmine and Callie, Callie in the chat, <laughs> let, let the woman talk Jasmine, go for it. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I just wanted to. I just wanted to say, um, not to rehash this physical versus digital debate, which we I feel like have come onto multiple times on the podcast. Um, I I feel like people who genuinely are on the side of like digital games being the future and stuff don't really understand the significance of of physical games in in the space. And and even as someone who's a lot younger and I didn't really have too many physical games, I've always really been a PC player which physical games are basically impossible to buy for like you're not going to go to the shop and buy a cd or your pc anymore <laughs> not anymore no but i feel like the fact that paired with another section of these leaks i want to get into paired with like the push towards cloud gaming i feel like it is really sad that we're just losing using the digital versus physical battle but obviously it's cheaper for the developers to do that it makes them more money and ultimately, consumers nowadays don't care as much as long as they're getting the games. And especially from Xbox, so I've subscribed to, subscribed to Xbox Game Pass. I'm not going to go and buy that game anyway, physical or digital. It doesn't matter. I didn't buy Starfield. Not going to. I wouldn't have gone to Game and bought it. So I feel like I am going to be really sad if they do put out an Xbox Series X, which is digital only. But um I'm convinced that this is the last generation of consoles that we're going to see with a disk drive, which is going to be sad because as much as people like to not to turn this into the physical digital debate, because we've got so much more into this league Mm -hmm. to go into. So the final thing I'll say on it is it's going to be sad that you can't lend friends games anymore. Physically, Uh, you lose that ability. Um, And then uh, people tend to say that, like, well, if physical games were phased out, then digital games would be made cheaper because at the moment the only reason that that it's 69.99 for a digital game is because it's got to match the physical game price so as not to irk the um the physical retailers because if they listed it for like 20 dollars or 20 pounds less then obviously everyone's going to go for the physical uh the digital but the physical games retailers discount it lower than the digital game stores anyway and if you honestly think that they're going to sell you a 60 dollar game for 40 dollars once it goes digital only it's just not the case so uh but i will say Final thing, if we are barreling towards digital uh, future, that puts a responsibility on these companies to preserve every game that gets released on the digital storefront. No exceptions, no excuses. We're already seeing that not happening. They shut down the Xbox 360 store literally how long ago? What, a month or two ago? Uh, How many games did we lose? How many games did we lose and we're never going to see so many of them again? And Look look at the Nintendo Direct that me and Scott streamed. All the games, all the new games that were announced were remasters or remakes of old games that aren't available. You can't access anymore because the Nintendo Because they shut down the shop. Yeah, exactly. So It's not going to happen. There's never going to be preservation of these old games that if if we go digital only and all that's going to happen is we're going to, not to rehash this, remake versus non-remake debate again. Oh, God, they're not another debate. But... um, (laughs) All that's going to happen is they're going to keep remaking these games, yeah. which is cool. I love remakes, um, but then charging you for these games because there's no other way for you to access them. Yeah. Unfortunately, Emulation. it's not just a move <laughs> from physical to digital. It's a move in power. The power is going away from consumers, and that power is going into the hands of companies that we frankly can't trust um, to preserve these things. Um, 
Yeah. What do you think about the controller, Jasmine? Um, (laughs) Because what I mean, they can just decide to shut off the servers, willing it. If you look at like an online, most games have an online element. How long are they going to support these games for? We've got no choice in it. They could just take it away. You know, look at look at some of the things that have happened with Netflix, like the shows that have just gone off after a month because it's attacked right off. You know, it's it's literally like no one no one can stop these companies. with the, I would argue that with the Unity stuff from last week, you know, then developers are incentivized to take their games off the digital store yeah, 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 because they don't want people installing their games because they might end up losing money. But it's, yeah, it's not just the it's not just companies like Microsoft and Nintendo that they have to bow down to. It's also Unity and Steam and all the, all those companies as well that actually they have to sell their games through as well. So um, maybe that's a, a talk a chat for another day, but yeah, it's uh, it is it is depressing, and it seems like Microsoft are leading the way with uh, all digital design, all digital ecosystem is the quote uh, that's on the on the deck. Um, I think we should talk about Phil Spencer calling calling the purchase of Nintendo a career moment. Um, why make it about you? Like, why is it always about? What do like, you- what do you mean? Why make it about you? It's Phil Spencer. Everything's about yeah, him. I, know. I just couldn't believe it when I saw when I saw the scene. I Everything. could not believe that he phrased it in Somehow, that way. Somehow he wants us to believe that he's a normal man wearing his stupid normal graphic t-shirts with a blazer on top and his stupid jeans and trainers. He wants to think, I'm a normal man. I'm going to walk on stage and everyone, all these gamers are going to look at me and be like, yeah, that he's just a normal guy and I'm just like him. But also, here's a career moment. I want to buy Nintendo. Yeah, that's so normal. I can do that. You know, I'm just a normal person with my, with my graphic to you and i'm gonna to go to the shop and just buy nintendo and i like what on earth you can't have the best of both you can't the goal and audacity <laughs> for xbox to try and strong arm one of the most prestigious games developers publishers innovators in the tech industry full stop with with daddy microsoft's money there i said it again because this isn't money that Xbox is 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 bringing, you know, naturally, organically. It's it just it really shook me to my core. But was I surprised? Not really. And this just goes to show people. I almost caused a bit of a storm on my own personal Twitter yesterday, not to bring it up. Mm-hmm. When I was like, Xbox are doing very. I said right. So I think it was something like Xbox adds very little to this industry, and its insistence to try and buy up every other piece of it only confirms that. Because if you need to buy all these things because you're not good at doing it by yourself then what sort of value do you bring? And then there were some people that commented like, well, what about Game Pass? Game Pass is a non-debate. Game Pass is bad for the future of games uh, and how developers make money. There's no doubt in my mind. And then people did bring up the accessibility argument, which Xbox are doing really well at. And I was like, yeah, I would agree. Accessible controllers and making games available to more people. But guess what? What games are they playing on these accessible controllers? Not Xbox games. It's other people's games because they still can't get their games out. And uh, I think I saw something um, as part of the emails. Like Phil leaked, uh, Phil said to like the, you know the Xbox Game Studios, like, "Oh, we've got a massive hole to fill in our 2022 lineup." And it was like, "Yeah." And what did they have last year? It was some um, that Pentiment game and something else. And I've made the point before that without Starfield, without Redfall, they'd have a very barren release calendar for 2023. Um, so the fact that they want to try and take Nintendo off the board. And I know that if they bought Nintendo, it would be a case of we're not going to change too much. We're still going to like support the Switch and stuff like that. Was that then? Why does it need to happen at all then? And previous purchases have proven that you're not going to stick by your word anyway. So yeah, it was just like, was I surprised? No. And then 
we we hear today as well that Phil Spencer has said, well, if we don't make Xbox Game Pass profitable enough by 2027, we're getting out of games. Brilliant. That's why you want to be in games, isn't it? To be profitable. I get it. I get games are a business. You're here to make money, but you also need to care about the art of games and the people that make them as well. Hence why the games get good in the first place, if you know what I mean. If all you're chasing is the profit margins, then something's gone wrong. And other people were trying to say, oh, Sony have had these conversations as well. You think Sony haven't thought about purchasing Nintendo? I was like, well, maybe they have. But, you know, maybe this is wrong with me to generalize, but I think it takes the goal and bravado of an American company like Microsoft and Xbox to think they've got the right and potential to, to the point that they're buying up shares in Nintendo, playing the long game and hoping they can do it in the long run. Because in Japan, it's all based on respect. And I guarantee you now that most people at Sony and PlayStation, guess what? They're fans of Nintendo and they want to be in a world where they still exist. So I would have thought the same was at Microsoft. Maybe it is for the majority of people, but at least for the leadership team over there, they couldn't care less. Yeah. What you said about profit there is really interesting because they're buying Activision Blizzard for almost $69 billion. How no, this is, is that? What I, this is what I always say. This is what I always say. They are never, ever going to be in profit again, ever, ever. They, they've already done themselves in. They've already completely obliterated any form of profit that they could ever make in the future. It doesn't matter if Xbox Game Pass is profitable by 2027. It doesn't matter because the company will still be at a net loss after spending more money than I could ever imagine existing on Earth on this company, which isn't going to bring them anywhere near that value they have i said this before I've, i said this it feels like they they made a mistake they know they made a mistake but because they made, made the mistake so publicly they don't want to go back and, and look bad and phil spencer doesn't want to have his his tail between his legs so he's just chugging along and getting on with it when realistically the best thing that could happen to xbox right now is all of this is just never happened and they just carry on as they were before they tried to acquire um Activision Blizzard. So I don't think Xbox is ever going to financially recover from this. I don't, it's a meme. I, it's a, I, yeah, don't, yeah. I don't think they ever will. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, Somebody bought I, that. I, I agree. I agree. Can I, can I just, I just want to mention really something really funny that I don't think many people have caught onto that I've just realized. Do you want to guess what the subject of the email was? Oh, no. Ooh, hit me up. Go on. Random thought. <laughs> oh, I saw that. That was so weird. Random, Random thought. thought. Random thought. Nintendo, what have we bought Nintendo? It's yeah, interesting yeah. that they said that Nintendo is the prime asset for us in gaming. <sighs> and gaming is our most likely path to consumer relevance. There was a time where I, I could have believed that Microsoft would buy Nintendo. And that was when the Wii U came out and it crashed and it burned. But I don't think Nintendo's up for offer. It goes, it's like it's from strength to strength at the mo the moment and again like xbox make some games put them out and like people thought you know starfield we, we constantly talked about on the podcast had a lot of expectation put on it unfairly i would say to a certain extent because they, they built it that, themselves they, they did build it up themselves that's what i'm saying but like one game is not going to change a, a whole console's trajectory do you know what i mean they've got a good release slate coming out next year let's yep. see if they can pull it off if yep. they complete next year as planned that is when the tide might start turning. But until then, you can't be releasing Starfield. That's a seven. And then learning now, back during the original Microsoft versus FTC case, that they were like, oh, there was a risk that Bethesda was going to have an exclusivity deal with PlayStation 5. So we had to buy them uh, so to, to ensure that Starfield was on our platform. And look, look what's happened again. You've incubated Starfield for half of its development or whatever it's been, and it's blown up in your face because the quality control ain't there. Starfield's a good game. 
but it's not God of War Ragnarok. It's not Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. It's not Super Mario Brothers Wonder, is it? And that's the main I think problem. The thing is, I think Starfield would have been absolutely amazing if the entire trajectory of Xbox wasn't reliant on it because it there was such high expectation for what it was going to be. And I think they overpromised and they also kind of promised it wrong. They promised it as this like amazing, fantastic space exploration game, which no one has been able to do correctly before. Every time someone's tried it, it's never really worked the way that the way that everyone's had in mind. So they were like, yeah, we're going to fill this gap. We're going to do it. And it didn't do it. It didn't fill that gap. It's a great game. It's fantastic in its own right. But the fact it's that it's, it's everything from xbox was relying on this game going well just meant that it was already doomed before it came out because it was never ever going to fulfill that expectation ever no game ever can unless you're nintendo that... and you've got a legend of zelda game and you but even much... still with with legend of zelda it's like the whole of the success of the nintendo switch wasn't reliant on yeah that's true. any that's either true. of the legend of zelda games which relied on those switch. games alone yeah, yeah. It, ne it never ever was and that's the thing with nintendo for the nintendo switch there's never ever going to be a single game where it's like yeah this game needs to be sick so that people buy the nintendo switch yeah. even with some of the best-selling games like mario kart like super smash bros and stuff like that they're not it the Nintendo Switch's success isn't reliant on those games being good the way that the but current it generation helps, of Xbox though, it? It, helps. it helps have a banger yeah, like Breath that's of the what, Wild. That's what it should be like. Yeah, yeah. it should help. But Breath but of the Wild it... wasn't a banger. Nintendo would have been okay because they've got mm -hmm. everything else. Yeah, that is the mm -hmm. argument here. It's just like, oh, we got... But, and, and I tell you what, the fact that Breath of the Wild came out on the Wii U as well proves that. Like, it's not mm -hmm. console-specific, yeah. right? Yeah. So it was just, yeah, the console was magic and that was the Xbox... Because even with magic. even with PlayStation, even though God of War Ragnarok is a fantastic game, no one will ever go, oh yeah, if God of War Ragnarok was bad, I wouldn't have bought a PS5. No one's ever going to say that to you. There are so many good games on PS5, so many PS5 exclusives, especially in the past few years, maybe not so much this year or next year from what we know, but the past few years have been great for PS5 exclusives. So what's going on? I think Xbox, so what? they need to Nathan... figure it out. Nathan said at the beginning, like you, people have bought Xboxes to play Starfield. That's you know crazy what I mean? to me. And I'm sure they're Wild. happy. And I thought, like, there was a time where it was like, oh, this GTA 3 game is only available on PS2. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone's playing it. We used to call that a system seller back in the day. I don't know if system sellers exist anymore because guess what? Halo Infinite came out a year after it was meant to. That didn't sell systems. Do you know what I mean? And I would agree with Jasmine. I don't think, like, let's say a new Uncharted 5 got announced tomorrow. I don't think people would rush out to buy it. Maybe there would, but not like too many people. Mm -hmm. um, it's about that constant drip feed of consistent quality games. And unfortunately, with Redfield, Redfield, Redfall, and not, let's not start that again, and Starfield this year, it ain't it, Xbox. And we're behind the scenes, the team at the Mirror Gaming, we're already talking about like, is Starfield even going to be in game of the year? Uh, consideration for some outlets it probably will be but for me it's not not even close yeah. we'll, we'll get on to that um when we talk about cyberpunk so i've got i've got some thoughts Ooh. that's our next topic but uh let's continue with our xbox conversation there's a lot to get through um uh also mentions a series of unreleased bethesda games that are in development remasters of elder scrolls oblivion fallout 3 dishonored 3 and a sequel to ghostwire tokyo um you also mentioned as well uh there's going to be a new xbox controller with ps5 dual sense like features as well um 
which is cool, I suppose. Have you got any major thoughts on those reveals? The Bethesda games are, are cool, like Oblivion remaster, Fallout 3 remaster, yep. not new games. I know people will be excited for Dishonored 3. Dishonored, a series which does score high critically and is loved by a lot of games journalists. I know the unfortunate reality is they don't really sell that well, despite how well they're received. So that's a case where Xbox Game Pass is a perfect conduit for something like Dishonored 3, where Arcane, the people that made Redfall, tried something new and failed flat on their face, can go back to a series that they are known for and that people can check out for, uh, through Game Pass. Uh, if, if you announced Dishonored 3 was coming out, I bet you'd sell a fair few Game Pass subscriptions. Um, and then uh, Ghostwire C Tokyo sequel. Does anyone care? That game was very mid and I'd rather take the evil within three, personally. Yeah. Can I just mention that it's interesting about Oblivion, because have you heard about the Sky Oblivion remake? Is this a mod, or is it... This is a fan-made remake of Oblivion. It's basically Oblivion, but with all Skyrim assets. So it's a complete read. It's not just Oblivion with updated graphics. It's Oblivion in the Skyrim engine with like so much more it's completely completely done with fans and, and obviously mods as well that is coming out this year by the looks of it um that'll so it's be interesting only, though, wouldn't it? huh that'll be pc only there's no way that's coming yeah. to consoles yeah but... but it's just it's just i find it interesting that that's in development when fans are already on it um yeah i'm sure they're aware of it we've got scott in the chat hi scott um xbox should buy sony man really skipped over a new doom as if that's not going to be the only good one Thanks was it God. Doom Year Zero, Scott? But I don't know if that was the no. DLC name in itself because they also mentioned DLC for that. Yeah. I don't know. 2016 Doom was good. Doom Eternal fell off a cliff for me. Outstate yeah. its welcome. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'd agree with that. Yeah. Um, Jasmine, new Xbox controller with DualSense like features with that gyro stuff and wake. Yeah, and it's going to have gyro. It's going to have um, lift to wake. It's going to have um, lift to wake feedback. is cool. <laughs> That's um, what I do every morning. It's, awake. <laughs> it's just like it's just stuff that the ps5 DualSense already has the yeah. main thing for me alongside um the controller reveal was a bunch of other smaller controller reveals for like mobile controllers and one-handed controllers and new yeah. cloud gaming stuff which we um there weren't too many details on um but there also was a chart which predicted um what percentage of the player base of um people playing Xbox games were going to be on what platform? And they had PC, they had Xbox, and then they had a chunk for cloud gaming. And they're predicting by 2030 that the majority of their players are going to come from cloud gaming, which is insane. Um, didn't the FT, Didn't they just argue the opposite yep. with the FTC? Exactly. Staying... This, was, this was my point, exactly. So when, um, when all of this first blew up, the whole thing, the FTC said, oh yeah, they have a... I remember when it first broke and you said nathan you were like what are they talking about what's going on they said oh yeah we can't pass this because you're going to have too much of a monopoly on the cloud gaming market and then xbox was like what are you talking about no we're not blah 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 these these slides prove that they were just completely fibbing they have such extensive cloud gaming plans and for the most part other other companies which are trying to step into cloud gaming space with the exception of nvidia are really struggling like google stadia shut down Google's a massive company. They could have absorbed the costs of Google Stadia if they thought that cloud gaming was really going to be that big. And they didn't. They just shut it down and left it. And they refunded all the players who bought the hardware. Exactly. <laughs> but Xbox are really, really, really like 
the going ham with cloud gaming. The 2028 console, it was described as being a cloud hybrid machine. Mm-hmm. And the, what it makes me think of is why bother making the world's most powerful console if every game's running in a server farm somewhere? Not I mean, natively. it's five years away. If that's well, an excuse. Yeah, but you, know, you can't say that it's going to be the world's most powerful. Like, how are they going to advertise this machine? Like, if they want it to be primarily cloud, like, oh, it can do all these things. What they they're going to say is, that it's less power hungry. They're going to say, oh, yeah. because the because the game isn't running on 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 your system, it's running through the internet. All you need is an Ethernet connection, and then you've got a running. You're running a great game at a high high frame rate, and you don't need to be worried about it costing lots and lots of money in electricity or whatever. Like that's how, that's how they'll can, advertise it. Can they just get out of the console space and put Xbox game pass app on like TVs already? Cause that's where this is all heading. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They, they have a one handed controller coming out, which literally just looks like an Apple TV remote and that there you go. That's going to be yeah. some type of Xbox TV app remote. hundred wow. percent. So, wow. Like exactly what you said, Aaron. I think I, I I'm a big fan of cloud gaming. Makes gaming more accessible to people. It's cheaper for people who don't want to go out and buy a console, whatever. Rally, rally, rally. Why don't they just do it already? Why are we waiting so many years for it to happen? Just, just do it. Just get stop selling people these four hundred pound Xboxes, which are useless because oh yeah, it plays games at one hundred twenty FPS. No, it doesn't. Redfall is still locked at thirty FPS six months later. Still, Starfield is locked. Starfield is locked at thirty FPS. Okay, so why why do I have the most why do I have um, the world's most powerful console to do what with? I don't Literally know. With. Because Why not... are they selling people these consoles? Just it looks nice. get on top of cloud gaming. It doesn't it even nice, look nice. Yeah. It's just a massive rectangle. It doesn't even look the only, nice. The only reason I can think is because it'd be too much of, a, of an outcry. I don't think the, the market's ready for it yet. And people's internet connections aren't strong enough. So they're banking yeah. on that in like... You Especially know, in the UK, it's just not there. Yeah, it's a, it's a big gamble because you're cutting off certain markets then in the world, like places like South America, where there is there are players like... They're, they're very America, Western world-centric in their plans. And it's that's why when they talk about buying Nintendo, you know, pull the other one, Phil. Pull the other one. Latest from Insomniac Games, courtesy of uh, Scott McRae, Insomniac Games. We are gold. And I bet it runs at 60. Day one. On the PS5 has gone gold. It's ready. October 20th. In a month's time. And it won't be limited to 30 frames per second, guaranteed. The original, uh, well, Miles Morales, which launched on PS5, I think that did have performance and then a graphics mode. But... um, They were able to update it. I think it had like 60 with HDR or something. So, yeah, yeah, but they didn't have to that. put little stickers on the box saying this is going to be locked at 30 FPS. Yeah. Oh, my God. Future update, which is never coming. I completely forgot that that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Can I just have wow. Redfall has not received an update since then? No. No, exactly, because it's and never now we going know, to. It's that, September. And now we know why, because Arcane's moving straight on to Dishonored 3. <laughs> Probably. When is this? When is this update coming? When is it? Why do they put stickers on all the boxes saying in a future update? When? <laughs> When's the future update? I want no, to. You can just peel the stickers off, Jasmine. If, 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 oh, if that right, update okay. never comes, I guarantee you now, in like three or four years' time, there's going to be like a legal lawsuit. I, like, I was just going to say that. Or, I, say yeah. that. Like, I bought this game under the assumption that it would be 60 FPS and it wasn't. You so, put a yeah. sticker on the box that said there was going to be an update and the update never came, and I've still got a no. picture of that sticker. It wasn't that, wasn't it, that they printed off the covers and it said 60 FPS, and then they had to replace it with one that said, oh, it's 30 FPS at launch, actually. So in yeah. a way, it's even worse. 
like the sticker I, yeah. was on top of where it said at 60 fps mm. i remember yeah, yeah. it so vividly because you tweeted yeah. a picture of it and i was looking at it for <laughs> ages and i was like this isn't real like this can't be real so in june there was a patch 1.1 1. 1, uh which wasn't very extensive and there was a little note in there to say today's release is only our first patch and introduces a lot of incremental fixes that will improve redfall once available we share more information about future updates including our 60 fps performance mode on mm -hmm. our official channel this was june the 10th those 16 players Sorry, i can't wait so that's three months three or over three months ago when did the game come out february or march i think no. it was March. April. yeah something like that that's a slow development slow development i mean there's no point is there they're probably just thinking why are we doing it i mean well, like aaron better. said there's literally no one playing no it no one playing it so, should we have a look so at average players should we have a look it. at active players on steam and this is the thing is that it was on game pass it was on game yeah. pass on day one there should be people playing it like there yeah there are loads of people playing starfield that was well, on game pass day one we don't know what the redfall xbox player account is because they don't disclose that information no, obviously no. but on unless steam, it's good news do you want to know how many people were playing 15 minutes ago on Steam? Oh, Eight, scared. I'll say. <laughs> Jasmine, that's low. That's low. Eight? Yeah. Eight people. Yeah, cool. You're not that far off, actually, Aaron. I was going to say, like, thing. I was going to say, like, 100. 24 people. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> so the peak, the peak in June was 139. Oh my peak God. in July, 82. Peak in August, 64. The peak in the last 30 days, 58. Oh my God, that's making me itchy. It's making me really itchy. <laughs> it's making me so uncomfortable. On that's September really the 18th, hundreds of millions of dollars this game cost to make. Eight people played that game on September. September the... September the but I don't blame 18th. them. Do you remember this live stream me and Aaron did oh, where yeah, we were I literally mean... like in the floor and there were vampires in the sky attacking us yeah. that we couldn't We see. didn't know how to get to this one ledge. And we couldn't get anywhere and Aaron's you can't audio even break was all window. messed up. Yeah. No. Oh, Just I there. will say about Starfield, like, it did shock me like because it has charted in the physical games uh, top 10, like yeah, yeah, despite yeah. it being on Game Pass Day 1. So like mm. they've got the player okay. count for Starfield. It's just, you know, the game's not all that great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anything, is there, I mean, we've covered a lot in in the first thirty seven minutes. Is there anything else that you wanted to discuss around around the leaks? Because there there was a lot. Is there any other final remarks you've got? Well, I don't think we've seen the end of it yet, mate. I reckon we'll be here talking think? about some more and uh, next week probably. 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 Something Jasmine, else. Will, will come you, you happy with the Xbox chat? Nothing else. I'm you happy. Want to say? I'm happy with the chat. I'm disappointed in Xbox. I mean, mm. I'm I'm never not disappointed in Xbox. I think there's um... no chance this was on purpose, right? I don't believe so. No, the mention of Dishonored Three and the, and the remasters for old games. I don't think they would have wanted that no. out there. I don't think they would want people to know that they'd be going so hard on cloud gaming either. Yeah, it's a bit too. But why? Why upload that to the FTC? Who, Who knows? knows it's Phil Spencer we're talking know. about here. Random thought, by yeah. the way. Let's leak all this stuff. Like I don't know. Yeah, random. <laughs> you <laughs> random never know. Thought. And now they're yeah. never going to financially recover from this. <laughs> yeah. Well, on the on another game that was uh that was disappointing um when it first launched, <laughs> Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Hey. Um, I was just I was just I was obviously I reviewed uh, Phantom Liberty and Update two point zero for Mirror Gaming and the embargo uh, for the review lifted at four. So if you want to go and uh, read my review, go and check out that on mirror.co.uk for slash gaming uh but phantom liberty is out on the 26th that's the paid dlc and update 2.0 which is free for all players 
on PC and next gen, uh, current gen console, sorry, uh, Xbox Series X and S and PlayStation 5 is out tomorrow. That's a free update. Um, I was just, when I was writing the review, I had to double check and I didn't quite believe it, but Cyberpunk is almost three years old. That's weird. It came out December 2020. That's really weird. Oh, so much I, has I finished. Since then. I yeah. rolled credits on that guy on an Xbox One X console. Yeah, that's how long ago it was. I bought Incredible. the limited edition Cyberpunk One X when it came oh, out, did you? and then the console released before the game because yeah. the game got delayed. So it was like I had the okay. one with um, <laughs> like there was like paint, plants, uh, paint splatters on it, like different colors, like a limited edition. Oh, one. It, was, yeah. it was so cool. That was so that was cool. Weird. Uh, but that, I traded it in for my X because it was like a deal that you had trade your Xbox in or whatever. You got an X. Nice. Um, that worked out great for me. So can I, can I? Because I'm just going to pick your brain about the Phantom Liberty, then uh, Nathan. I want to yeah, know. Let, let, let me just let me just roll off all the changes coming because it's important yeah, to give people it. the context. So the free update is out tomorrow uh, for players on current gen and PC. Redesigned skill trees and perks, revamped cyberware and new capacity system, vehicle combat and car chases are in the game now, combat AI improvements, a new police system, UI and UX improvements, loot items and crafted are all changed, and there's a brand brand new radio stations, which is really cool. Um, And then with the paid expansion coming on the 26th, you've got Dogtown, which is a dangerous new district. Um, You've also got a brand new storyline, characters, new quests, gigs, boss fights and more. Vehicle missions, airdrops, endless dynamic events, all new relics, skill tree and abilities, 100 plus new items, weapons, cyberware, cars and fashion, vehicle missile launchers and the level cap increased to 60. So there's so much uh, new content coming for this game, which is really good to see. Um, Aaron, how much how much does this DLC cost before we get into it? Mm, give me one second, Aaron. Do you want to? Uh... <laughs> Um, yeah i'll just say while you're doing that i'll just say what my history with cyberpunk is i played it for about five or six hours i met keanu reeves uh in the extended prologue sequence like i know i know in the game obviously johnny silverhand 24.99 pounds oh okay okay Okay. that was much very reasonable very reasonable i knew it was around that i just wanted to double check before uh make it 20 dollars and that would have been perfect then cd Mm -hmm. project red um but my question so basically because i'm talking about do i just start because they recommend you start from the beginning again so you uh enjoy all these benefits i don't plan on picking up the dlc just yet because i'd like to finish the main game but I'm uh how much idris elba do you have uh in this game nathan this expansion because with the base game, Keanu Reeves, it, it felt felt very much like he's there. They got him for maybe a couple of days. Uh, but Idris is all in on this. I, I thought I, I think I think the opposite. I think there was if oh, yeah? if, if 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 anything, too much. They leaned oh, on Keanu okay. Reeves too much. If as you go through the story, it becomes more and more critical and crucial to your character for reasons I won't go into because it's a minor spoiler for the for the main story mode. Um but yeah I I thought actually the opposite and I think the the great thing about this game is that uh or this DLC it just feels like a new game um which is why I said that but the great thing about this one is that Solomon Reed uh Idris Elba's uh, character um he he is a main character in it and you do you do work with him uh on in some of the main story missions. Um but what I really like is that you have his character combined with loads of other really interesting characters, um, like Rosalind Myers, who's the president of the United States, which is really cool. You've got Alex, you've got Somi Song, who's um, 
uh, nicknamed Songbird, who's a who's a net runner in the game. Really interesting characters, well, loads of other really cool characters. Um, but what I really enjoyed about the the expansion was that every character was really had real depth to them and they were really sort of deep and you, you got a real affinity to them. And every now and then, whenever you make a decision, Johnny Silverhand appears and just like takes the mick out of you or like says, Oh, you shouldn't have done that. Or, Oh, you're selling out. And it, it sort of suits that character having these little moments here or there rather than being so ingrained in the story. So if anything, I would say that Johnny Silverhand's um, slightly too much in the main game. I mean, you can't get, enough of Keanu Reeves right so I didn't I didn't personally find it that bad but um I think it just suits his character a bit more to come in, in and out the story um as he did in Phantom Liberty so uh, but I, I would I would highly recommend uh another playthrough of the game because the game's just been completely revamped all the stuff that was frustrating when it was first released um has been completely re- revamped uh and yeah I, th- I think it's well worth another playthrough um what score going... have you given it I've given it a four out of five. I think. What, um, what was it that was missing for you for that last star? She asked me this question earlier today, and so it's, it's just got to feel it out sometimes. But no, well. I know, I know exactly I why. Know. It's because Dogtown, which is the new the new city, the mm-hmm. new area in Night City, it's so good, it's so rich, and it's mm-hmm. so dense, and there's so much in it, and it's so alive that it makes all the other locations in Night City stand out. Dogtown stands out like a sore thumb because of how much attention it's been given and Mm -hmm. it it makes me think if they had if they put the time or could they put the time in more with the original launch if they'd have put a little bit more time into the rest of the game all of the locations could have been like Dogtown and then we then it's a different conversation it was delayed originally in 2022 I want to say April originally it was going to come out they delayed it to September, then November, then December. And then the next gen, current gen version didn't come out to 2022. Mm-hmm. If they'd have just had that extra two years or the extra 18 months to just put more depth into the game, I think it just could it could have been it could have been so much better. And I think that's why I gave it four out of five, because it just shows it's it's sort of the Dogtown being so good shows off the rest of the game for the unrealized potential mm-hmm. that's that's why i gave it four out of five i think the thing is, is that i'm guilty of it too like you know when we see gaming showcases and stuff doesn't have a date and i get really frustrated i'm yeah. like why are you showing us this when there's no date yeah but i i um i think that we should be willing to wait for games it's fine to wait for games i'd rather wait a really long time and they come out in a much better state than getting them in a rush state like we have yeah. with like cyberpunk Redfall. which was just like Redfall. Oh, <laughs> like I think I'd rather wait a while and get a, a better quality game. But then that's another thing is like don't just don't show it to me yet because you're gonna yeah. pique my interest now and then it's not gonna come out for five years and then I'm just like not even gonna be interested by five years time. Yeah. And I think that probably was the case with Cyberpunk where they were teasing it for so long. They had such a massive player base waiting for this game. It was like one of the first games of its time. It's like oh my god, yeah, it's incorporating all of these different features of of like sci-fi. And people were so excited for it that they actually just could not delay it anymore after delaying it for so much. Imagine it came to December 2020 and they said, Do you know what, guys, we need another 18 months. Can you imagine what would have happened? 18 months later, it would have come out and no one would have picked it up. No one yeah. would have picked it up. 
I think that's the only thing that's that's sad about Cyberpunk. I think I think that was a case of like we pushed and pushed as possibly count for this financial quarter. We need to release this game and make bank, yeah. which they did. And you know, it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission, and that's mm-hmm. exactly what they've done. Yeah, um, this is this yeah. is the uh, the trailer. I'm just going to play this here just while we're while we're discussing it. Um, mm-hmm. Just to show you some of the the new areas and stuff. I don't know if you can you can hear sound, but you can, you can hear us. So that's uh, that's enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, they're moving going. on to Witcher Four now as well. So uh, yeah. happy days. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, I think uh, something that I, again, because I I roll credits as I said on the Xbox One X, it wasn't the current gen version or the next gen version as we referred to it then. Um, and I remember it looking good on the Xbox One X because it was a 1440p console, mm-hmm. but it only ran at 1080 Cyberpunk when it was first launched. Um, and I actually reviewed this uh, DLC on a PC uh, on high settings, and boy, does it look good! Wow, it looks so good on PC. Um, the graphics are amazing, and I was, I was actually sort of just driving around just other areas of Night City and stuff, and it just amazed me how driving around beforehand was. Ap- I can only describe it as apathetic. Like nothing <laughs> happened. It mm-hmm. was just boring. It just didn't feel alive. There was people around, but there was no one there. If if that yeah. makes sense. It was just sort of a dead, a dead place. You you did you broke a law. The police didn't chase you. Like nothing nothing mattered. Like if you if you're playing in a world that nothing matters. I find what, it insane the that point? there weren't police chases in the original. No game. police chases. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. It's something that, that, that you don't really think about when you're playing it, but yeah. then when you think about it later on, you're like, what on earth do you mean there are no police chases? What yeah. do you mean I don't have to be scared of the law? And it makes you realise that you could have just been doing anything this whole time and it could just mowed down a hundred people. Absolutely. Fine. Absolutely. So um, strange. It, it's just a completely different experience. And I actually did the opposite of what CD, CD Project Red uh, <laughs> recommended is I actually skipped to the Phantom Liberty part. Mm-hmm. Um but I actually do want to play it through completely now. Um, I, I, do, I do want to go back through and play it because the experiences that I got at the start of the game and just when you're sort of walking around and uh, and just going about your business as you would in any other game, that will be a completely different experience now with, with the, the update 2.0 and that, that warrants another playthrough for me because that, that can just change your whole experience of the game. Um, so I, I really, really enjoyed playing it. Um, everything that was annoying has been redesigned. Things in the original game that like I didn't think were a big deal, but then looking back, looking back now at this update, thinking like, why did they do that? Like armor, armor. The way armor was done was that if you got like a jacket that was like gold and sparkly, that would have like a high armor count, and then you got like another like biker jacket. And it just didn't make sense. Like looking back, why did I think that might that thought that made sense at the time? But mm. like, why would a gold jacket give you armor? Because it's a video game. Makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot of things don't make sense. Yeah, but now <laughs> it's not the, real, Nathan. Armor, it's not real life. Armor, yeah, I know. But like the the armor's tied to cyberware now. So like you your actual like the you can obviously. You can visit a you can visit a cyber dock and you can get like mm-hmm. you know different metal bits inserted in you. you get like um, mantis claws and projectile firing out your arms and stuff like it's just it's just so cool it's just so cool um, I, I really really enjoyed it and if anyone's played Cyberpunk for a bit and then not played it because they thought it was rubbish because 
it was cool bugs i'd highly recommend playing through it again because it's well well worth your time especially for free it's a free update and then phantom liberty 24.99 13 main missions brand new area 17 new side quests opens up a new ending for the main game as well and you don't have to complete the base game to get phantom liberty it's weaved mm-hmm. into the main story so if you if you are starting afresh and you do buy phantom liberty you'll come across the phantom liberty storyline storyline around halfway through you play through and then you mm-hmm. can finish the game as you would afterwards and then you unlock a new ending which is really cool jackie won't see any of phantom liberty that's what i'm saying it's oh, the vibe I'm getting. Spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> People don't wow. know who Jackie is, it's fine. Well, I mean, hopefully not. Hopefully not, because you've spoiled spo- the start of the game hey. for them. It's all good. He went to go live in um, the Nomad Lands, whatever it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, he yeah. Went, went, to farm. went to live in the farm. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so update uh, 2.0 is out tomorrow. Phantom Booty on the 26th. Highly recommended. I gave it four stars. Um, so I, I've been calling it Cyberpunk 2077 2.0 just because it's just it, it's literally just a, a new game. Um, while there's a stunning DLC expansion to experience the sheer amount of revamp and redesign, including for free as part of the Cyberpunk 2077 update 2.0, makes it feel like a brand new experience entirely. This is a lot closer to the game it should have been at launch. Mm-hmm. It's still not quite there, and I don't think it will ever be because it would take too much work to do so, which is why, again was one of the reasons why I only gave it four out of five because there are things that if they took more time, like the rail system, there's a whole rail system in the game and you don't use it. It's just not finished. Like little things like that would just make the game um, a lot better, but we'll have to wait till the sequel because I think they've confirmed a sequel. So we'll have to wait till the sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, are you going to be playing it? I'm going to update my Xbox tomorrow. I probably won't check out Phantom Liberty. I'm going to give the base game a go again with all the different changes, cool. see how we get on. I'm going to try and find time. That's the only yeah. other thing I will say. It's like, what a time to yeah. race it. But, yeah. I, got, um, I got the original Cyberpunk only this year um, when I finally got a better PC to be able to play it on because I just feel like for a game like that, you need to experience it on like a really good machine. Yeah. And I think I got it at like the start of this year and I think I've literally put like 10 hours in it. I don't have time. Yeah. But since I've only put 10 hours in it, I'm not going to feel too bad restarting yeah with 2.0 which is what i probably will do um but i don't know about the dlc because i don't even have time to play the base game when am i gonna have time to play the dlc and like aaron said there's so many games coming out now what yeah. what am i supposed to do i know it is a busy time idris elba is very good very good in it and they didn't just obviously take his likeness but they took like the way he walks and like the mannerisms and stuff you can see they've properly scanned his face for different moments because he he has that thing do you know when like he, he looks like have you, have you watched luther do you know when he sort of closes his eyes and like rubs his head, like when he's like thinking? Yeah. That sort of mannerisms. He, he does that and stuff, and that appears in the game, which I thought is that's really cool. I thought they've really put work into this. Is he American or British in it? What accent British. does he do? Yeah, same. Just, oh, nice. Yeah, just same, yeah. same voice. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. He does a yeah. really good American accent, but I love that Idris Elba, you know, yeah, rough guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That uh, famous yeah. Lufer quote. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> everyone knows what we're on about um there's no way of segueing into this thank you aaron uh let's oh, talk about sorry, the Lenovo legion go <laughs> jasmine uh this is uh the latest game in handheld take at the market uh, and you've spent some time with it uh you I think have. it could change the game you've had I a do. hands-on preview um which will be released on october 31st 2023 
tell us about it. Um, so I think with the Lenovo Legion Go, when I first saw like the leaks and stuff about it, I was like, uh, another handheld. They've done the yeah. Asus ROG Ally. They've done the um, Logitech G Cloud. Okay, the Logitech G Cloud, absolute nightmare. We've got the PlayStation Portal, Project Q, everyone knows. I love that so much. Um, I just thought, okay, the Lenovo Legion Go is going to be another handheld that people aren't really going to pay too much attention to. But then um, when they actually, there were more leaks about, okay, yeah, it's going to have detachable controllers. It's going to have the same chip as the Asus ROG Ally. I was like, okay, mm. interesting, interesting. And then turns out all of that ended up being true. So it's got an AMD Ryzen Z1 Extreme chip, which is the same that's in the Asus ROG Ally, and it comes in at £699, same as the Asus ROG Ally. But you get a ton more features. The screen is so much better. Like just from this video alone, you can see that the screen is absolutely massive and the color grading on it is great. The brightness on it is great. It isn't an OLED, but looks like one. Um, it's just above 1440p in terms of resolution, which for reference, the Steam Deck is 720p. Um, so it's like a significantly noticeable difference in terms of resolution on the screen. Um, and I feel like this handheld feels a bit more like, okay, this is a modern day handheld as opposed to the Steam Deck, which just feels like... I know that the Steam Deck is a bit older now because the technology of handhelds is advancing really quickly. Came out early last year. It shouldn't be as outdated as it is, I think, the Steam Deck. And with these handhelds coming out now, it feels like it is. Um, mm. Imagine having... I didn't get to have a Steam Deck with me at the time of this hands-on preview, but just from the screen on this alone, you can see how gorgeous it looks. Can you imagine if I had a Steam Deck next to it? Can you imagine how embarrassing yeah. that would have looked? So I loved using it, but the only thing is, is I didn't actually get to play any games on it. And when I went for the hands-on preview, what was the that? controllers was broken. Um. And uh, I actually found out why one of the controllers was broken thanks to the hardware editor of a rock paper um, shotgun. I don't think he's going to mind me saying that because he 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 published an article himself saying it, saying, "By the way, if you guys were at the uh, preview, I'm the reason that the device is broken." I was like, "Oh, thanks, buddy." Did he like, say how he broke it? Because he could, said that he literally lot. just removed the controller like the normal way you're meant to detach it, and then it never paired again, which was uh, a bit suspicious. That should right, have been happening. But Lenovo then said that this was a really early pre-production model. Like right. this is this model was from like three months ago and isn't the model that will be shipping for review units or to consumers when they buy it. But like, why? The, oh, I don't. That was just so disappointing. All mm. he did was remove the the controller as you're meant to be able to, and it stopped working slightly worrying yeah so i think if if the lenovo legion go performs the way it's meant to given the specifications given all of the like even here in the settings there's so much customizability for what type of yeah. output you want given all of that and the screen like i cannot get over how good the screen looks 8.8 inches is big massive right yeah. for a handheld I think this will be the handheld. And I know I said that about the Asus ROG Ally. I know I said that about the Asus ROG Ally. I said that. I did. But this <laughs> this will be my handheld. Well, it was the handheld then. Yeah, it was. It yeah. was. 
Can I can, can I ask you a question, Jasmine? Because like this yeah. looks great. I don't know why you'd want to take the controllers off. I know you say in the video like you're in bed or whatever, or you want to like chillax or whatever and things like that. I think that that's just another thing they can say. It's like a switch that the Steam Deck and Asus RG Ally doesn't do personally, which fair play to them. But are we not at risk of? I feel like with every one of these that comes out now, I, I kind of get a, a bit of a maybe it's just me. Oh, again, do you know what I mean? Like if mm-hmm. I just bought an Asus RG Ally, I'd be like, what? Like, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? And that's not Lenovo's fault, but I feel like they need to get this thing out quick. They need the word to spread really mm-hmm. quick because we're reaching that point, saturation point now where like I'm I'm starting to not care anymore. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry to I'm be a Debbie of, Diner, everyone. No, I do get it, though. I am a bit because, like I just said, I said that with the Asus RG Ally and that was the handheld when it came out, which was only two, three months ago. That came out middle of June, three months ago. Now we've got this coming out end of October who knows what's going to come out before the end of the year from yeah. another company, which might be better than the Lenovo Legion Go. So then if I bought the Lenovo Legion Go, did I make a mistake? Who knows? It's moving so quickly, isn't it? Like that it is, yeah. Not industry. It's just moving. And it feels Index like maybe I, should, maybe I should wait a year before buying a handheld. Mm. But then it's kind of like, even if you were to get the Lenovo Legion Go, it, if something better comes out, it doesn't make the Lenovo Legion go a bad purchase. Same yeah. with the Asus ROG Ally. If you bought the Asus ROG Ally, it doesn't make it a bad purchase. Yeah, you're not going to look at this and go, oh, I would have liked a little bit more screen. Like, you're not going to be devastated about the screen size. It's going to be like a minor inconvenience, but like, you're yeah. still happy with what you've got, you know? One thing I found great about the Lenovo Legion Go, and I know Aaron is like, oh, the controller's to touch, who cares? Okay, one of the controllers actually turns into a mouse if you're playing Ooh. FPS games. Oh, that's I think that, cool. that's I find cool. that really, really cool. That's and cool. also the detachable controllers means you can dock this thing and not have to buy external equipment. You can dock it to your TV like in a you would Has it got a HDMI? It doesn't. It has a USB-C port and then Lenovo will be stocking docks for it um, early next year. You can do USB-C to HDMI though, can't you? You can use any USB-C dock. They said any dock works with it. That's cool. The Nintendo Switch dock won't. Well, duh. <laughs> Why not? Try it. Give it a go. Well, I've if got you one. get any external plug-in dock, you can then plug it into TV and then you don't That's cool. to get extra controllers like you do with the Asus RG That's cool. That's cool. I wanted to ask you, Jasmine, actually, because mm-hmm. there was a bit in the video where you were scrolling through, and I think there was a few comments about this as well. You were mm-hmm. scrolling through the I know menus, what you're going to say. Yeah. And the lag. Yeah. I don't know if it was just the way the way the video was but if you no, watch this the interface oh the interface is really laggy that's laggy the thing is that was that was frustrating is that like when you closed the lenovo interface and just yeah. used windows it was absolutely fine so i think they've got some bugs that they need to Poorly iron optimized out. yeah they've got some bugs they need to iron out before bringing it out um, and they said again, you know, their defense is like, oh my God, this is a pre production model. So, of course, this is going to happen. Mm. Obviously, they're going to say that. Um, who knows what the situation will be when it actually comes out? Um, but, you know, stay tuned. Uh, we're going to be having a full review out at some point in October of this device. Cool. And then I can actually tell you um, if it's if it's bad or not and if you should buy it or not. It or won't be as just... bad as the Logitech G Cloud. We know that. Never. That's impossible. I gave the Logitech G Cloud one star in the end, actually. Um, mm. Just for anyone that was uh, and, and, <laughs> waiting and some, for that. It, 
Some internal emails were sent. I'll put it that way. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. No need to lift the curtain. That what's that? Uh, what's that? Do you get that circular device with it? Yes, you well? do. That comes so that... in the bottom of the carrying case, and that's what you pop it into to turn it into a mouse. That, is, on the bottom. that is cool. And then it has, it has a mouse button, one, two, and squirrel wheel on it. That's like a flight stick. Sort yeah, of thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but, like a shape of an ergonomic mouse. I don't know if you guys have ever used an ergonomic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what yeah. they like. Right, so, so can I ask you a question? You can mm. get a Bluetooth keyboard to connect to it, then, and that's the sort of idea, is it? It doesn't. Well, come you with can. The... No, it doesn't come with a keyboard. But yeah, you can. You can get a Bluetooth keyboard if you so wish. Yes. Can you just um, plug a keyboard in as well with the USB? Sure yeah, you, you can. Yeah. Oh, the okay, thing is, right. as well, is that you've got two USB-C ports, which is different to the. Um, Ally, which just had one, so you can have one to charge it and then one to plug in or whatever device that's you're plugging cool. in. So that's it works cool. both ways. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, I'm I'm quite looking forward to getting this in hand. Um, even if just to stare at the screen, to be honest with you, even if games <laughs> don't work on it, the screen looks absolutely fantastic. Mm. And the difference between like the what is the screen on the Steam Deck like seven inches. Yeah, and seven eight inches point, exactly, I believe. Yeah, seven inches and eight point eight inches doesn't sound that much, but big difference. I promise. Yeah, it, we, it makes so, it feel huge. I wanted to ask you, Jasmine, because I know you gave the Aces RGL a five out of five. I on did. Your gaming, and you were very enthused about it, but you haven't bought one yet. Yeah, because um, I don't use handhelds. I don't game on the go, like ever. Um, okay. The thing is with. I do. I find this weird that Aaron does this. Whenever I go anywhere with Aaron, he has his mm. Nintendo Switch with him. Anywhere, so. why not? We'll, why not? We will why go not? anywhere. And he's like, oh, I mean, look at his Nintendo hat. Switch. Would you? Would you? Would you? <laughs> oh, would you expect I, anything less? I never get that because I, I would rather when I'm gaming sit at home at my desk playing games. Like I don't really game on the go ever. Like we went to Birmingham for a day in the office for work. Yeah, we had a plan for the whole day of what what the plan was going to be. There was no time for for. I was driving. Gaming. He was driving. <laughs> it wasn't even like I was. I was driving. dying he, as well. He was driving yeah. and he was unwell, and he still had his Nintendo Switch. You in never know. You never. know. <laughs> like, when we went like, for lunch that day mean? at Chiquitos or whatever it was, I could have broke it out then. Like, but why would stand. you? You were sat with a group of people. Guys, like, watch this. It's sick, isn't it? Like, you know, what, I don't like, know. I, I will say, having the Steam Deck, and I know you always take the mechanic for this, but like, I could have only completed Elden Ring as quick as I did by having it available and just pick up, oh, I'll just quickly do this boss. Oh, I'll just quickly do this bit that Dude. I need to get past. It's so useful to have it, to have a handheld device and to if be able to play through play games. Mm. If you don't have much time in your hands, just to pick it up, boot it up. Before, like it's so it's so useful. It did it did change the game for me having having access to a. Steam Before deck. the Steam Deck existed, the only way I was able to complete The Witcher Three was when the Nintendo Switch version came yeah. out. Switcher yeah. loved yeah. it. Like you know, I don't I can't explain. I it, just but, I just yeah. don't have that same like attachment to to handheld gaming that I think most people. We well, seem do. to know a lot about them, Jasmine. I do know a lot about <laughs> them, and I love the devices. But like, I just whenever i want to play games i can just play games at my desk and it's fine and here's the thing here's Gigi says in chat i always take mine when i travel i'm not talking about traveling because when i travel when i go places for a long period of time yeah i'll probably have my nintendo switch with me i'm talking this guy has his nintendo switch to go down to the pub or something like he'll have it in his bag and just did you take it on holiday uh yeah obviously, i did yeah yeah obviously took, did. i'll be taking it on his steam deck as well probably in I'm the taking bag it on too. holiday next week i did i took it on the cruise with me yeah See, he, takes, he takes both 
but what else are you like and i always thought like i definitely play my handhelds more at home obviously but that's the whole point of a handheld you know what, is you know what i think this is showing, i know is but that... i'm just saying that i don't do that because i'm not like i think i think this is a generational thing aaron because uh we're part of the game board generation yeah, yeah, yeah. I, my I took console, my Game Boy everywhere. Well, no, I had a Gigi's backing DS. me up as well. I love my Nintendo DS. I took it everywhere with me. And my mum used to shout at me. She would put your DS away. We're, we're at your grandma's house. Go and say hello to your grandma. You haven't said hello to her yet because it'd be on my DS. Like, I get that. <laughs> I just, like, have other stuff to be doing when I'm out and about. So, you know? so I am one of the okay. most punk- punctual people I know. Funny that. I always get, like, 10 minutes before or five minutes before whenever you I can. You are really punctual. It Break out the out. little switch when people are like, I'll be with there in 10 minutes. I'm like, no, you won't. But I'll be on my I'll be on my switch uh, on my Steam Deck. Do you know what I mean? Okay. That's what okay. I'll do. But you just okay. don't need you just don't need to game for that extra five minutes in your day. It's not going to. Aaron difference. just loves games, Jasmine. He just he loves them. It's all to. about the games, guys. It's all about the games. <laughs> you just don't yeah. need to. Like you'll be fine if you don't do that. You know. Like, I, I thought the same as you, Jasmine, until I was playing Elden Ring, and it is one of those games where you just you just when you're not playing it, you're thinking about what you're going to do. Maybe it's because I don't play single player games. Maybe it's that could be why. That hundred percent. Because what yeah, am I going to do? I'm not going to bust out my Aces Argiello and start playing a game of Overwatch while I'm waiting five minutes. You know what? Someone. Actually, the Legion Go might be great with Football Manager if you can put like a keyboard, if you can plug your keyboard mm. into it. I because don't know like how I'm supposed to relate to this because I've never played no, Football because, Manager. Because I I took uh, when I was a kid from the ages of about what. 11 till 14, 15. I took my laptop on holiday with me every year to play football manager. To play on football manager on the, beach. on the beach. You were playing football manager on the beach, Absolutely. Nathan. Oh my yeah. goodness. But imagine if I had something like this that I could just bang out, mm-hmm. plug a keyboard in. It's so much more portable than the laptop, like booting it up and you look look, look a bit weird. Whereas if you're doing this, it's a little bit easier, right? It's a, I, I, think, think I think no matter what you're pulling out at the beach, laptop or gaming handheld, I think you're going to look a bit weird. I don't think you're ever going to get past that. I don't mean at the bit. I just mean in just general. <laughs> you know, if you're in a coffee shop or no, yeah, coffee yeah. shop, laptop's fine, I suppose. I know what um, you mean. Like on the train, getting at your big laptop, you don't really want to do that. You can get out this thing and you'll be fine. Yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah and you put your charge, you got to put your charger in and you got to boot up the game. Then you got yeah, an yeah. internet connection. You got to get your on the laptop starts Wi-Fi. making a really loud noise yeah. and, and it's your embarrassing exactly sounds like it's a rocket do you remember exactly when when us three all met in person for the first time and you had your sleek um lenovo laptops and i broke out my msi and everyone was like oh my god look at the size of that thing like yeah and then you pulled it and then you pulled a mouse out as well and you're like sorry guys the trackpad doesn't work so uh, (laughs) (laughs) still doesn't work to this day it's doing like this it's oh my god because of the heat wow will will give me a laptop our uh, our uh, resident video editor Will Johnson is in chat. Hi, Will. Thanks so much for for watching, mate. He says, uh, "PSP under the towel around the pool. Try not to burn." Pez See, I don't think you guys what? are experiencing life enough. I just want to say, like, games are great, but there are other things going on around you, which I think are cool to experience. Like, you can, you know, when you're sitting about five minutes waiting in your car, Aaron, for someone to to meet you, you could just like look out the window and like people watch. And, I could, like, and I'll, sometimes fine. I'll take a book book and stuff. Like, do you know what I mean? But it's... I've never seen you with a book <laughs> ever. Oh, I could give you some book recommendations. I could not disagree more, <laughs> Jasmine. Honestly, I could not disagree more. Like. Yeah, like just a, uh, a hardware editor saying this handheld device that you can take anywhere with you. You you don't take it anywhere with you, do you? No, why no, would you no, do no, that? No. I get it, but it's just I the know fact that you take it everywhere with you. I didn't you. Re- until you said it just now, like ten minutes ago, whatever. I didn't realize that about myself. I was like, I guess I do. 
Because you yeah. always say, like, whenever we get go anywhere, you're like, oh, I've got, got my Nintendo Switch just in case. And I'm like, what on earth does he have his I met Nintendo Scott. Switch for? I met Scott, <laughs> newswriter Scott, out in games in Cologne for Gamescom. Oh, yeah. I had my Nintendo Switch in my bag the entire time, just in case I had a Why? Just in case. Scott, yeah. Scott didn't bring his Switch at all. I'm like, what are you doing, mate? What are you doing? Well, well did you use it? Did you use it for a couple of times between appointments? You just yeah. never know. Jasmine. And did it you change your know. life doing that? Did it, it didn't change my life, but I was able to chip away at some sea of stars. Do you know what I mean? The single player, yeah, I, I, yeah. I get you. Aaron, I'm with you, mate. I'm, I'm glad, absolutely, mate. I'm absolutely I'm with not, you. Wait until you see my analog pocket. Wait until I get back, back on. Oh, An analog pocket, so I can get more. I'm it's so, so much smaller. I can get mm. that way more. It's smaller. Yeah. We don't but... talk enough about the analog pocket. I'm going to write a review for the site. Yeah, it'll be two years too. Get late. me one. Get me one. I'll. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Do you think I, I know? Like that. It's so it's so small. Yeah, fine. A Nintendo Switch or an Ace Stars Yellow or a Lenovo Legion Go, huge, huge. Well, that's where it starts yeah. getting ridiculous because with the Steam Deck, I do feel a bit embarrassed when I bring out like the, the carry case and stuff. <laughs> do you remember <laughs> on the train? Yeah, when we got it out and it's like everyone's like looking like, what the hell? Are oh you yeah. Got? Like, yeah. Well, yeah. Cool. When we were on the train, when we all met for the first time, and both of you guys pulled your Steam Decks out, and I was like, oh my god, what's going on? Like, I think I should yeah. move to a different table. And the Lenovo Legion Go will be, will be even bigger. That's what than I mean. That. No, but the thing is, the carrying case with the Lenovo Legion Go, it literally feels like the same size as the carrying case for the Steam Deck. I know it's okay. going to be bigger, but it feels quite compact compared to the Steam Deck carrying case, which just feels unnecessarily massive. Yeah. So that's my take on it anyway. But um, yeah, yeah, thanks for coming for me, guys. I just don't like gaming can, on the go. I have you other started coming for me. Yeah, because you always have your Nintendo Switch. People always say I've got my bag with me. And why is that? Because I've always got my Switch with me. There you go. Especially you go. now. Especially now I've got this bad boy. Look forward oh, to it. Oh, right. Here's, here's one that I have to say. Aaron came to mind to drop off a lav mic last week and he brought his Nintendo Switch with him. Why he not? His, yeah, because I wanted you to get a hands on. I want to get your impressions on the Nitro Deck. Okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> are you so able insane. to share any impressions, Aaron, of the Nitro Deck? Yeah, the embargo's lifted. It's it's really good. It's nice. It's Full um, review it, will be out on Saturday. Yes, this is the retro mint edition, but like it removes nice. um stick drift, Joy-Con drift, obviously, because it's basically just an all-in-one grip. Uh, I'm having a great time. Great time. Don't don't overthink it, Aaron. Next time you're going somewhere and you put about to put it in your bag, don't overthink it. Just just do go overthink with your gut. it. Right. Think do, about would Jasmine be disappointed in me right now if I took I'm on the train. Today? I'm on the train tomorrow. I'm on the plane uh, on Sunday, and part of me, part of me is like, oh, I'm going to get to take my switch. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, like, do you know? What? It's yeah. like a little flutter in my. Just, oh yeah. Well. You you and switch time. You know. You, you oh. can't put a price on that. Bit of one-on-one on one time. With the, the Switch, the switch say, when it first came out, saved my life with these coach journeys before I yes. get in the train more often. But like three hours on a coach to like London where I live. You need like, something, it just, yeah. just made the yeah. time melt. So, yeah. yeah. Will Will's in the chat. I'm against it in social settings. For oh, my in... God. If we were at a social setting and someone pulled out their Nintendo Switch, I would pick it up and backhand them with it. That's a, that's a bit rude, yeah. I mean, depends yeah, on the quality like, of conversation, I suppose. Um, no, but even if there's, even if the conversation isn't very quality, I feel like you can just like, you'd be like, right, guys, I'm going and you just leave instead of sitting there with everyone and pulling out the Nintendo Switch. Like, I think that's so but, which is quite Which is quite funny because if you remember like the very first Nintendo Switch trailers and adverts, it was all about like there's people playing basketball and somebody turns up with their Switch and then they're like, oh, what are we playing with this ball? All for let's all gather around and stuff it's but yeah so I, I agree. yeah this has been a very enlightening conversation i must say um but look lot it's all about opinions and it's it's good to have different views i'm i'm uh, just really interested in diff different people's views on things so it's very mm -hmm. interesting very revealing the conversation we've just had um <laughs> 
but yeah, I, I'm I'm glad that I'm glad that you you're all happy in your own way. That's the most important thing. Yeah. Uh, and on that note, I'm happy that we can now end the show. Thank you very much for <laughs> uh, your time today, guys. We've uh, talked a lot about Xbox and Cyberpunk and the, the Lenovo Legion Go. That is quite a mouthful, actually. Mm-hmm. Lenovo it's a Legion. Tongue, it's Go. a tongue twister, isn't it? It is. Well, um, at least they thank- know how to pronounce it. And not, it's not ROG or ROG. We're not having arguments. Everyone who's a gamer knows it's ROG. Jasmine, mm-hmm. back me up. You know, if you know, it is. It's because it stands for it stands for Republic of Gamers. It's Republic. not going to be. It's not going to be ROG. Come on, come on. And it's a ASUS. Oh, no, um, I disagree. Yeah, yeah I, I know. I know. That's Nintendo crazy. Switch, simple. 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 Switch. Nintendo Switch Two. Nintendo Wii pro or something whatever yeah. it's going to be called we don't know um but thank you so much everyone who's watched on youtube we really appreciate it um we'll be live tomorrow playing a game on day one uh so see if you can get i'm not sure if we're allowed to say so just tune in uh because we're playing a game that's coming out tomorrow on day one so have a look at what game's coming out tomorrow you might be able to work it out uh you'll be able to see us there there'll be four of us streaming that so make sure you tune into that and obviously we'll be doing the walkthrough next wednesday at 4 p.m it's the same time every week uh thank you aaron for joining me today thank you jasmine it's been an absolute pleasure um we'll see you next week thanks guys see you later i'm gonna go take my switch with me see ya yeah uh, me too mate it's on here me too see you later guys bye